The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, it's Mariana, and welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. I am so excited for this episode because I've had so many content creators, influencers, slash brand founders on this podcast, and they had so much great advice about TikTok and Instagram, getting your followers more engaged, editing, creation. And so I wanted to gather all of this information into one episode and share it with you. So if you guys want to hear from Matilda Jerk, Brittany Xavier, Chriselle Lim, Ash K. Holm, and so many more, keep listening. And before we get into the episode, don't forget to subscribe to my podcast. I have new episodes every Tuesday that I hope is bringing you valuable information. And if you're loving it, it would mean so much to me if you could just take a second and leave me a five-star rating and review. And if you guys want to hear the full episodes from any of these guests, I will link them in the show notes. All you have to do is swipe up, click on their episode and go back to listen to them. So let's hear from my friends. So if we're talking about content, we have to talk to the content queen who is Matilda Jerf. I love that she came on. You guys should definitely go back and listen to her full episode. But I wanted to ask her about how she makes pictures look so effortless, her process, how she takes pictures with lighting and posing and editing, and how she just naturally integrates her content creating process in her life. What is your content taking process like? I mean, it's usually like pretty basic and simple. It's going to sound like a really boring boring answer, (laughs) but it's usually just like walking to and from the office or like whenever I do something, I make sure to just, oh, Raz, can you just take a quick photo? So I never like plan an outfit and like think, okay, I need to go out and take a photo of it. I did before when I started out because that's when I lived in Burgos, which is a really small town. It was like, if if it was one sunny day, like I had to shoot content because the other days I couldn't. So back then I would be more like, okay, I want to shoot these five outfits. Let's go out and do it. Now it's more like, okay, I'm walking to the office. I'm wearing a really cute outfit. Like, Raz, take a photo of me. So it's pretty, just a little quick and boring, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. And you guys shoot everything on iPhone? Yeah. And then just like my film camera as well. Okay. And then you don't filter. You no, just never. Just up the picture. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes if it's a really dark photo, like I'll, you know, like pull up the exposure or like shadows in a photo, but I don't use any filters or anything like that. Okay. So if people want to take content similar to yours and they really like your style, any tips for them to kind of get your photos well I think like because I don't use filters it is obviously like important with the light so I think that is something I think about even though like I don't plan a photo it's more like if me and Raz are out I'll be like take a photo and if the light sucks I'll try to you know maybe just turn the other way so I think that is really important if you want especially with like an iPhone but other than that just you know cliche but just like you know be yourself like I think that's what you need to do like don't force anything and also don't force photos because I feel like People like the genuine, like in the moment. Yeah. And then your poses are always so like natural and effortless too. But I think some people, when they're trying to figure out how to create content, they don't even know what to do with their bodies. Any tips for people on taking pictures? I usually say just like move around, like literally just like walk a little, move your arms a little, just kind of like do what you normally do. But definitely just like try just like moving. (laughs) Me sitting here swaying. (laughs) Yeah. I I love how like effortless your pictures look. And I guess because you are taking them so in the moment and they're genuine, that's why they look that way. And so you're not trying to look effortless. You just like really are. And I love your content. Thank you. It's so good. Do you ever feel stressed to keep up with like posting consistently? I definitely do. So with Jerf Avenue, like that's a full-time job. And then I really want to keep on posting on Instagram because I genuinely love posting on like Instagram and TikTok. Like I think it's so much fun and I love that creative aspect of it. So it's hard to like, have time especially during winter because it's so dark like during summer it's so easy because like no matter what hour you can just go out and take a photo so during winter I have found it really hard and I've been you know it does get a bit overwhelming but I've tried to just like also just let myself like I can't I don't want to force anything it's supposed to be fun as well so I can't just I'm just trying to like 
tell myself that it's okay. Like you don't need to post every day. Like no one's going to die. <laughs> so, you know, like it's not the end of the day. Yeah. And you have a full other business to run. So there's exactly. a lot else going on. And then I feel exactly. like with TikTok and video content, that's just yeah. like another layer yeah. of content to post. Yeah. So do you plan your feed or you don't plan your feed? I don't plan my feed. Okay. I did before, like when I started out, but it's just like, that would be another thing that would be time consuming for me. So I'd rather just post, but the kind of like the photos that I have. So when we get into fall and winter months, I'm thinking about my hair care, scalp care, body hair, face, all of the above and my skin and hair and everything kind of change as the seasons change when I'm going in temperatures outside and inside. So I definitely have to take care of my hair and scalp and all of those things. And not only am I changing those things seasonally for myself, but I'm also starting to think about gifts that I'm giving for people this season. So if you guys want to do your holiday shopping a little bit early, I think you guys will love giving the gift or receiving the gift of healthy hair. Way has everything you need to keep your hair healthy and looking great all winter long. Plus they've got amazing gift sets that everyone on your list will love. So I love using Waze products because my hair really needs a reset from all of the styling that I do. So I like to use the detox shampoo for that. I use that all the time. I also use the leave-in conditioner because I really need to take care of my hair. It protects heat up to 450 degrees and I'm styling all the time. It's also color safe and cruelty free. And I love that their products are good for all hair types, which makes this a good thing for you to stock up on for yourself or a gift for somebody else. And if you guys want to get them a kit, this is an amazing like starter set for people. So the Way Better Together kit is a full-size leave-in conditioner conditioner and a full-size detox shampoo for just $40. It's the perfect gift. Or if you guys are trying it for yourself or want to restock on some of your favorites, discover all the ways to share joy this holiday season. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code Mariana15 to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code Mariana15. Someone who I think has done an amazing job of pivoting their content from Instagram to TikTok and especially focusing on video on both platforms is Brittany Xavier. So we talk about her personal rebrand, how she focused her content from a branding perspective versus growth, and how it made her really get out of the box to be more creative and her TikTok best practices and planning. I felt a little stuck and boxed in. And at the time before I cut my hair, I really had Instagram down. Like I knew what the algorithm would do. I knew what kind of photo I had to post in order to gain more followers. So I decided that I was fine in the growth department. Like I already had the followers I needed. I was making money. I now had the flexibility to get out of growth mode and think about it a branding perspective. And that is what really changed everything because I was able to be more creative with my pictures and my style, because I didn't worry about, was this going to get me followers or not? Or if this is, is this going to get me, is this going to be a little bit of outside what my audience is used to, but maybe I'll gain a new audience who like that type of photography and are interested in this. So definitely was a risk because I was really worried about, I guess, like disconnecting from the audience I already had, but I also felt like in on a day-to-day basis, I was more creative than I was showing on my Instagram at the time. So I felt like it was part of me was holding back and yeah, it just really inspired us to try new things and think outside of the box a little bit. And if an influencer is thinking about changing their personal brand, what kind of ways do you think people can experiment? Like, let's say you want to try a new photography style. Like, how do you even figure that out or the edits or like, where do you get the inspiration from? For me, what we did, we made quite a bit of mood boards. I took a lot from 
different fashion magazines because I knew I wanted to go more the high fashion route. So I really tried to figure out what poses were cool, what lighting I was attracted to and working with Anthony to figure out what could he shoot versus what obviously we knew the iPhone we can do for the day-to-day shots. But if we were looking for more of an editorial feel, I was working with him, like what backdrops do we need? Do we need any different lights so we can shoot at home? And that was a fun process too, because he always loves looking into gear and getting different. He loves the camera shop. So for him, it was really fun. But I guess too, if you're already working with a photographer or you're trying to experiment with yourself in the self-timer, then it was a lot of research for us figuring out which items or products that we needed that would give us that feel. Yeah. And I feel like you were saying too, like you were scared of changing your style of photography and your personal style because you already had an established audience. So how can people get over that fear of changing or evolving? Because I feel like you can be so many things. And I feel like with social too, like everyone's watching us grow up. So like, obviously we're different from our twenties and our thirties. And so we do change. Right. I think which was really important was not to switch it all at once. I, if I would have just done two months of straight editorial photos after doing all my coffee street style, random pictures I would take on the go. I think that really would have alienated people not understanding what I was doing, but mixing it in here and there is how I started doing it. And people would say, oh, I love these pictures. And so the next time it was a little bit more, I mean, they weren't crazy. They were more just like the pose was more moodier and my outfit was a little more less jeans and t-shirt and blazer. It was more like event specific, or I was shooting it as if I was shooting for a magazine. So it wasn't so much day-to-day style, but I did mix it in. I tried to be really consistent when I mixed it in. I would try like once a week and then we'd up it to, if it got closer to fashion month, then we would mix in more just to make sure it matched me going into fashion month. I mean, Instagram is so funny for me now. It's like, I feel like I don't grow hugely unless I get like a viral video on TikTok or one of my YouTube videos does really well. It's so strange. Like, I don't think Interesting. So the other platforms that are doing well, if it's a really good one, it helps Instagram, but like Instagram on its own is kind of slow. I'm focusing on my TikTok videos, like which ways I can brainstorm because I feel like TikTok, it's so trend focused that if you're late to creating a video on there, you're going to miss that opportunity to have it really spread. Mm -hmm. And I feel like reels, the only thing is that it's not trend-based. So it's a little bit more, I don't have the urgency as much to make the video when I need to. It's like, I can post it whenever. It's not going to affect anything. Do you have any like personal TikTok tips or like best practices that people could apply? The one that's really helped me is spending time on the app. And I prioritize getting at least 20 minutes a day on it, which is not hard for me to do because I love TikTok. But especially if you're just trying to get into it, you feel a little overwhelmed, just scrolling your For You page for 15, 20 minutes, seeing the trends that you're engaging with and noticing which sounds are popular, that will help you brainstorm different ideas for what you want to do and how you can jump on a trend and make it your own spin and make it personal to your niche or your brand. But I think it's really, really hard to jump on TikTok and think about creating a video when you have no idea the culture or what people are using or what they're talking about on there. It's really its own little world. And just to create a video and hope it does well without any context, it usually won't. So it's really important to be ingrained in knowing what's big on TikTok and why a video will do well versus 
I call them evergreen videos where it's not trend-based, but it's something that's either personal or memorable to where you you think it will resonate with an audience, regardless if there's a trending sound. It's more of a storytelling or maybe something really cool that happened, a really interesting experience, but it's not so much trend-based. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's interesting because I feel like what I post on TikTok, I wouldn't post on Reels or Instagram necessarily. So it's like, it really is for there. And like, sometimes it might go on Instagram, but, and then I feel like what I would post on Instagram wouldn't go on TikTok. Like it's, to me, it's like, it's like really needs to be like native per platform. I agree. I mean, there's a few videos that I'll, I'll know that in the sense of they're evergreen that I can post them to Reels, or maybe it's like a little voiceover or it's something where it's more of a storytelling where it'll make sense to my Instagram audience. But yeah, for the most part, I don't post them in reels because I feel like people will be like, what do you, I don't get it. If there's no, there's no trend <laughs> yeah. connected. So it doesn't make sense. So where do you get inspiration from if you're like stumped on what to post? What's really important for me is just taking a break because I think sometimes I'll get in my head all these ideas or all these different things that I could be doing and just not enough time in the day. So I really just take a break. I will flip through a magazine. I'll read a lot of online articles I love, or we'll go on a walk. It's something where I just need to clear my head and think of something else other than creating videos or brainstorming ideas, because that is, I love that side of the whole content creation. But sometimes I just really need to take a break, get refreshed and come back to and be like, what's most important right now? Like, what do I have as far as, I'm in a day prioritizing what is what needs to be done first. And then thinking about what's the most meaningful content that I can make. And I think sometimes I get stuck in making things that really aren't going to either tell a story, connect more with my audience or add value. And then I'll just forget about those ideas. Say, okay, let's move on. Let's look at the trends again. Let's refresh. So I think letting go of some things where I was like, I was going to do that, but I don't really know the point of why I'm doing that. Just Mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. So if that makes sense. (laughs) It totally does. Because I feel like sometimes we are so consumed with like what other people in our space are doing. Sometimes it's like, wait, I don't even really want to do that. Like I'm just doing it because I'm seeing everybody else doing it, but that doesn't even make sense for me. And I think you have to like, just check in again, like with your personal goals of your content and like why you have your accounts or your page or like what you really want to share with people even though it's hard sometimes when we all see what everybody else is up to. It's October, which means November and December are coming up. And for me, that means I'm either traveling places for the holidays or I have people coming to visit me. And if you guys have been to LAX, you guys know that it is very hectic. And sometimes it's really difficult to get a car when you are trying to leave the airport or you're trying to schedule a car for somebody else. And if you guys have tried to use other ride sharing apps, you guys know that there's like another lot you have to go to, which is frustrating, especially when you just landed at the airport. So you guys have to download Alto. And I'm telling you to download it now because you just want to have it ready to go. So if you're landing at the airport, instead of being like, oh, let me check that app out, you've already got it ready to go. You've already put my code in. You've got $20 off your first ride. So take a minute and just have it ready to go because Alto is available curbside from every airport. They've got Alto in Dallas, LA, Houston, Miami, DC, and San Francisco. 
I love Alto because the cars are just so clean. These are company-owned cars. They're branded luxury SUVs, and they clean the car between rides. All the drivers are W-2 employees, so they're interviewed, background checked, trained, and performance managed. The cars are so nice, and you can even control your own music, aka vibes. There's car chargers, Wi-Fi, water, and they've got this signature scent. So like I mentioned before, one of my favorite things is that Alto picks up curbside from every airport. So if you're landing at LAX, you can have them come get you, which makes traveling just a little bit less frustrating when you just arrive back home when you're getting somewhere and you want to order a car. So I think you guys would probably love this. And I like to use it a lot of times when I'm going to events within Los Angeles. I love this as a best option for me. Download the Alto app and use code Mariana in the promotion section for $20 off your first two rides. Again, that's Mariana for $20 off your first two rides. Someone who I think just does an amazing job on their personal and brand Instagram is Jess Hunt. I love her content. It's always popping up for me on Pinterest and I'm always saving her images. And we talk about her importance of consistency and how she's really consistent with posting and how she gets the most out of her content shoot days because she is someone who batch shoots a ton of content where she finds the inspo, her shots, her locations, her outfits, and how she edits her photos. Every week is completely different for me. Like no day is the same, but maybe like one or two days a week, I'll just dedicate to shooting content, whether that's content for my brand or whether it's content for my Instagram. And I will literally style all my outfits. So I have everything ready to go. And if I'm shooting content outside, like I'll take maybe like six outfits with me and just go and shoot as many looks as I can. And I'm constantly like putting my hair up, putting it down just to try and change up the look a little bit but yeah that's kind of what I like to do just to make sure I get as much content as I can and then you're planning your outfits in here but are you also planning like inspo of like the kinds of shots that you want to get yes yes I always do that and I love looking at places like Pinterest or even just people I follow on Instagram if I see a really nice like shot or angle and I'll always save that down I have like a little folder on my phone called like inspo and I love to save that all there but that's so true I even like choose like what kind of like location vibe I want because obviously it's like a a really dressy look I don't want to shoot it somewhere that's really messy or doesn't fit the vibe so yeah I try and plan like kind of what the vibe of the image will be also if that makes sense it's so funny because you look on Pinterest for inspo and then I feel like your page is inspo for so many people so oh, you're like stop. creating content I like love looking at your page at all the time and I'm like oh. I love it so what do you shoot with do you shoot everything with an iPhone yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually just use my iPhone 12 Max Pro, I think it is. I did used to have a camera. I used to have a Canon M5 and I love the pictures on that. But I just found like the pictures, well, when I posted on Instagram and if it was an iPhone image, the engagement was always just so much higher. People were so much more excited about the image. And I guess it is just like that relatability factor. And everybody, every time I ask my follower, like, what do you prefer? Everybody says iPhone and Honestly, it's just so much easier shooting sometimes in the moment with an iPhone. But yeah, so there is something about it. It's like even the exact same picture. One can be with Ah. a camera and one is with an iPhone and people just like the iPhone better. And I do actually love using the iPhone settings for editing my pictures. I just find them amazing for sorting out any colors, sorting out any shadowing, like brightening if needed. So I always use that before I post. I was just going to ask, do you have any other apps that you like to edit with? Yeah, so I love that one. I actually used to use Snapseed a lot because it's really amazing. There's this feature on there, you might know, where you can like select certain areas and you can change like, the brightness or the saturation. So that's really helpful if I feel like something's really distracting in my image because then I can take the saturation out or I can make it duller, if that makes sense. But yeah, I love to use that. And I also have another one which is really amazing for 
removing any bits out of the background I think it's called retouch, retouch. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, retouch something. I had like oh, a video so go good. viral on TikTok oh, stop. and I think it has like 12 million views right now I would also say it's all about being consistent just trying to shoot as much as content as possible even I say to my friends like when you shoot an outfit picture why not shoot like three different in three different ways like like a cropped image of you like with a coffee or something also like a full body of the entire outfit and maybe a selfie and then that's three lots of content that you can post throughout however long I just think it's a nice way just to build up your content and keep consistent because the more you're posting the more people are going to be engaged and wanting to see what's coming next from you and I guess the only other thing as well and it's so cliche but I've learned over time as well it's just literally do you like just post whatever content that you love and it is fashion make sure the fashion is true to you I think sometimes you can get caught up with like trying to do the coolest thing or the latest trends but honestly people will want to follow you for you and your style and the content that you create and when we talk about TikTok and Instagram I know authenticity is a big buzzword so Devin Brugman she is an influencer and co-founder of Monday Swimwear she shares why authentic content really does best for her and how she balances the aesthetic content versus real on both Instagram and TikTok I really think people are gravitating towards content that's real, that's genuine, and that feels super authentic. So my favorite people to follow on Instagram are the ones that don't care about makeup. They don't care about what their hair looks like. It's it's the kind of person where you're like, that girl, I want to be best friends with her. Is They're showing you who they are. And I think that's really refreshing. And that's the kind of content that I want to create where people feel like they can come to me and they'll learn something. They can come to me for, you know, a little laugh or it's just very easygoing and cool and it feels real. And I think that's why so many people are gravitating toward TikTok now because people can just throw up a TikTok. They don't care what it looks like. They don't care about the font and, the you know, everything's curated, everything's perfection. And I'm an aesthetic and a creative person, so I do like when people when things look nice. But I think... I'm trying to find the balance between being super real and still having an aesthetic that people like to follow because I don't want to go completely yeah. heinous. <laughs> and I think with you, like something I like that I think is engaging is your cooking because it feels very like in the moment, like you're just making dinner tonight and this yeah. is what you're making. So it is in the moment, but you are still gaining something of value out of it where you want to like save it. And then I want to keep watching because I want to see how the dish finishes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> everyone thinks I'm like some sort of chef. I just follow a recipe, but I do love to cook. And that's exactly the type of content I'm talking about. It's in the moment. It's real. And it's valuable. And you're on TikTok now, aren't you? I am. I see the comments and everyone's like, she, nobody even knows. She's like an OG. Like everyone, oh, like all the comments TikTok are like. scary though. Yeah, but Gen, they all love you. Gen Z is a little <laughs> bit scary. So yeah, I'm, TikTok's really fun. I have a very small following on there, but. It's my happy app. So creating content every day for 10 years is a lot. And yeah. between like brand and personal, how do you stay creative? I think I pull my inspiration from, you know, everything I do in my life, the people I surround myself with. I look a lot to the younger generation for inspiration. And I think they have such a fresh and open outlook on the world. And that's inspiring to me. I've also kind of moved into this new phase of my life where my content is so different in that, yes, I'll always love bikinis. Yes, I'll always be a bikini girl. Yes, the business side, everybody knows that side of me. But now it's more me in my 30s, nesting, 
I love cleaning my house. I love decorating. I love spending time with my dog and being just really true to that. I feel like is inspiring for me to keep creating content because it's fun for me. Because you've got a decade of experience, what advice would you give for new creators? New Instagram influencer market. It's it's so saturated. Everybody is trying to be an influencer. And I think the thing that'll set you apart from other people is finding your thing and sticking true to who you are. People want to see something real. They want to get to know you. So utilizing Instagram, this is going to sound like I work at Instagram, but <laughs> but it really is true. Getting to know your audience and having your audience engage with you in different ways, like using the Q&A box tool or the quiz tool or the polls. Those are really easy, simple ways to get to know your audience. And therefore, you can make content that, you know, they actually want to them, see that they want to see. Exactly. It's very easy for somebody to go to somebody's page and copy their aesthetic. Exactly. And Mariana started <laughs> a gorgeous aesthetic that so many people emulate now, mm-hmm. you know, and there are so many people that I follow just purely for style inspo or, you know, cooking inspo or cool girl inspo. And each person has their specific thing. So what's your thing? You know, my thing now is cleaning my house. (laughs) No, it's my home content. You know, it's my dog. It's my life. It's this new phase of who I am now that I'm in my 30s. And I'm just rolling with it. So I, I think it's just finding that thing that sets you apart. And it doesn't have to be anything. You don't have to have it doesn't have to be so much pressure. You don't have to be a top chef or, you know. I am so excited because it is fall. I love the season, but I feel like I say that about every season because I love summer too and winter. I'm excited for winter and then becomes spring. For now, let's focus on fall. And fall means fall wardrobe for me. And I love transitioning from my summer clothes to my fall clothes. And this is when I take out all of my jackets and sweaters and boots. And if you guys are like me and you are refreshing your wardrobe for the season, I think you'll be very excited because Macy's has a sale going on from October 24th to October 31st. Get 30% off regular sale and clearance items plus 15% off beauty because the leaves are falling and the days are shorter. And Macy's friends and family sale has everything you need to make the season cozier and get prepped for the holidays. That's pretty much 30% off from everything from the latest trends in clothes, shoes, and handbags and home decor. So check out Macy's.com. Again, that's Macy's.com from October 24th to 31st. You guys have to check out this pair of boots on Macy's. I love them. They are coach. They're called the Women's Alexa Lug Sole Chelsea Boots. It comes in a black color with like a deep berry sole. I love the shape of these with the pop of color. It also comes in a chalk color with a black sole. And I love these. I feel like they're such a great neutral to wear, whether it's fall or winter. A pair of boots that I wore recently on my Instagram were from Sam Edelman. It's the Drina Sniptoe Riding Boots. So I have a really hard time wearing boots that fit my calves or my height because I'm a little bit more petite. These are like the most comfortable like knee-high boots that I've worn. They actually fit me and they're so, so comfortable. I was like walking all over London in these and I love them so much. So I'm so happy to see that they're available on the site. Shop all of these and more at Macy's.com. Next up is advice from Chriselle Lim. She is a longtime blogger, YouTuber, influencer, content creator, TikToker, brand founder. She does so many things. And I think that's really interesting to her story and advice to share with you is all about longevity and creating your content and why transitioning onto new platforms isn't something to be scared of and how she thinks about TikTok content versus Instagram and how to have separate audiences. Okay, so now we're over a decade later and you've probably created a piece of content every day Mm -hmm. for over 10 years, for 12 years now, which is a lot. 
how have you maintained longevity in your career over this long? Because it's really hard to maintain that momentum, especially with new platforms that come out and then so many more creators that come out over the years. So I think it's all about being able to pace yourself and not burn out. That's one thing. But also to to be nimble and be able to transition over when there's other platforms. And honestly, some people hate that there's new platforms popping up all the time. I actually love it because when I get obsessed with something, I go full in all out. And then I'm just like, okay, my tank is empty now. Like I have no more to give. So when TikTok came out, I was one of the first in the fashion kind of, I guess, seen to adopt it. I was so excited about it because I was like, this is fresh. This is new. This is something I've never done before. So I think being able to transition over and also evolve is really, really important. Do you have a pretty good idea of what you think will perform well on each platform? I do. Actually, yeah, I know exactly what performs well. Okay. Now, do I do that exact formula? No, because I think content creators should also not live by these rules, right? Because if you're continuously only doing things that will bring you engagement, then you will no longer be inspired by your own content. So I always tell people, do like, do like 60-40, like 60% what you know what will work and 40% do whatever the F you want. Like whatever that brings you joy, excitement, even if no one cares about it, that is what's going to help you have the longevity in your career to continue to create, right? So I do a little bit of both, but I know exactly what works on TikTok and Instagram for me. I think that happened with people on TikTok too, because they were chasing virality and it it wasn't even like what they wanted to be posting, but they're like, oh, if I start with this hook, yeah. It will go viral, but it's not even the content you want to create. And I think long term, if you want to do this for a long time, that's not what you want to be like no. into this trap of like the most likes and views and comments. No. And that's why you've seen a lot like the content creator burnout is real. And you've seen it more so on TikTok this past year. Like the my favorite TikTok creators don't really create anymore because one, they're just they're just so used to creating viral videos and they're not getting as much virality anymore that they kind of stop creating. But for me now, and I was there too. I was at a point where I was posting up Rich Mom content. Every single video was going viral. And then I wanted to create some other stuff. And I started posting those. And those were not getting as much views. So I kind of stopped. But now I'm at a place where I'm like, I shouldn't really care. As a content creator, my responsibility is to do this long term. And to be able to create content that feeds my soul as well. Not just everyone else's. And so I kind of post whatever I want, knowing what the algorithm likes and working with the algorithm. I'll do at least like a few of those a week as well. And you were saying that your Instagram is like your brand portfolio for yourself, your resume. It's not that we don't care about engagement, but you're like, okay, this is part of my brand vision. I don't mind posting this if I know it won't do well, if it's like the overall purpose is for whatever reason. Yeah. So we have to be okay with that and comfortable with that. Yeah, I think so. Because at the end of the day, and also I've talked to my managers and my manager said it's funny because brands now sadly don't expect performance on Instagram anymore. It's almost like you post up a photo and like if the engagement's low, it doesn't really matter to them either. So why should we care so much? Yeah. Right. I think we get so obsessed with numbers and likes and just the engagement that we forget that this is our life that we're putting out there. And so I should if I want to post up other things besides the perfectly curated content, then I should be able to do that. 
And I have a lot of people on here sharing their advice from the content creator perspective or brand founder perspective, but we've also got artists on here too. And Ash K. Home is somebody who's used her Instagram platform as a portfolio. So we talk about how her Instagram is her portfolio and why your feed always needs to look good for potential clients and the importance of collaborating with other creatives. Okay. So I want to talk about celebrity now because that was how you got your first celebrity client was via Instagram. And there are so many aspiring makeup artists listening to this, I'm sure. And they want to know how to even get started because I think if you're an artist now, like social is your best tool to get found. Absolutely. So I would say that using Instagram as a business tool is one of the most amazing things that you can do because it's free. And whenever I was starting out, I would basically get together with other creatives. And I still do this to this day when I have free time, I will reach out to other creatives that are in my industry that are at that same level. And I'll get together with them and we'll create, we'll do a look on a model. At the time I was doing looks on my friends, on my family, on myself, we would all post on social media. We would invest in lighting and we would you know, really create this magic and create this synergy on social media. And people are able to find your work that way. So it's really such a beautiful thing especially because you can use this as a portfolio and you have so much accessibility with Instagram and you can reach out to anyone that you want to work with. Anytime that I'm about to reach out to someone, I make sure that my page looks impeccable first off. And then whenever I'm reaching out to anyone, I just keep it short and sweet. So whenever I want to reach out to someone, I keep it short and sweet. And I'll usually say, hi, blank. I've honestly been dying to work with you. I know I would kill it on your look. Let's create some magic together. Let me know whenever you need glam. And you'd be surprised. You may get a reply back. And you not only are an artist and you work with like the best talent, but you also are your own influencer yourself. You have over a million followers on Instagram. So how do you spend your time from (laughs) being behind the scenes and working with talent to being in front of the camera and creating content for yourself? Because this is like two full-time jobs. You're absolutely right. I work two full-time jobs and it is extremely hard to balance that and a personal life, but somehow I kind of make it all work out. So I am with my clients all throughout the week. I don't have any time to do content during the day throughout the week. So I do it after work. I will start at like 5 p.m., 6 p.m. Sometimes I won't even finish a YouTube till like midnight or 11 p.m. at night. So by the time I do the intro and outro, I'm feeling exhausted, but I'm so glad that I finished it. And it is rewarding to be able to do both of these things because I love both. I love edu- I love the education aspect. And I also love working with my clientele. I, I can't see myself not doing either one of them. So I make the time to do it. So staying up late at night works for me. And sometimes that means having to sacrifice a weekend. I have sacrificed so much to get to where I am. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is that it's all about sacrifice, especially in the beginning of your career. I have missed out on Thanksgiving, New Year's, every holiday, birthdays, weddings, Christmas. I mean, you you would be so shocked if you knew all the holidays and, and life events that I've had to miss early on in my career because I wanted to make a name for myself and I wanted people to remember me and I wanted to be that yes person. And lastly, I have advice from Amber Fillerup. She is a longtime OG blogger, YouTuber too. She's been around for over a decade and she really creates her content with a storyline in mind of like getting people engaged with the story and her beautiful images and really how she shifted that over time and how to make progress content, DIY or a series a part of your everyday content. Influencer life has definitely evolved 
from more like doing tutorials and pictures to now like it truly is just my day to day. So I don't put any thought into what I'm going to post. I don't plan it the day before. I don't use speed planners or anything. I've tried to in the past and it's honestly just not my personality when it comes to being an influencer. Like it almost makes it harder for me. So I just go about it super naturally and it kind of fits right in with my daily life of running day. So I'm kind of just sharing all of that. Okay. So you were talking about like content doing well. What do you think makes like a piece of your content so engaging? Like, do you have something in your mind? You're like, if I post this thing, I know it's going to do really well. Gosh, honestly, no, not anymore. I feel like Instagram used to be so predictable. And now I'm always so surprised, like what does well. Q&As do really well. I think anything where people are engaging or kind of following along and like following along with some sort of storyline, whether that be like a home build progress or, you know, anything where there's like progress and something to follow along with. But it is so hard to figure out like exactly what is going to do best. Today, I was doing a day in the life and those do always do well again, because I think it's like you're following along with someone. So you think to check back throughout the day. Yeah, I love that. That's really good advice. And I love a progress thing. Like even I feel like with you, when you were going through like all of your workouts and showing your workouts that you do in the morning, I love to see like the progress of that. And then now it's like the baby progress. And like, I want to follow along with your pregnancy. And so I definitely, it's like such a funny thing, even if it's like a small thing that you're doing throughout the day or like a bigger life moment. Those are great things. It's like a series that you want to check in on. It's like your favorite show. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. So if somebody wants to create more engaging content and they're like, oh, the Instagram algorithm is working against me. Do you have any tips for something they could do? I mean, I love following on TikTok where they'll really get me. I saw this woman who she's decorating her house, like a life-size gingerbread house. And each TikTok she does is like her creating another part of the gingerbread house. So it's like all DIY stuff. And I don't know, it's like fun and creative to watch. So you kind of have to like follow her and stick around for all the different things she's making and to see the final reveal. So if you're creative, I would say like find some type of project that is not only fun for you, but going to be really fun for people to follow along with. Or if your talent is like in beauty, maybe get creative and do like a series on like recreating makeup looks or anything that's like useful information or super fun and addicting to watch is obviously going to be high engagement. And one thing I've also realized over the years is like, if you are going to start a series, like I said, I was going to do a Met Gala look every day of the week. I needed to film them before I even announced that because I have so many times announced a series and then done it twice and like not followed through. So I think follow through is so, so important. So people can like really trust that you're actually going to follow through with these series and like they can trust that if they like come back every Sunday, there's going to be a video because it can be so easy to overcommit to, to, you know, (laughs) things like that. I do it all the time. Same. I always have these like really big goals and aspirations of things that I want to do. And I hope that I'm going to do them. And then the reality of just like life and having other businesses and things come up and then I never get around to it. And then I feel bad, but my intentions were there to do it. Yeah, I I still do it all the time, honestly. Yeah, because like you really believe you're going to do it. And I mean, it's so easy to fall out of the habit. So yeah, if you can't even just film like half of a series before you announce it, 
I think that'll also like encourage you to finish. I hope this advice was helpful for your TikTok, Instagram, or wherever you are creating content. If you guys want to listen to these episodes, I will link all of the full episodes in the show notes and I will see you guys next time. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.